Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the show. Today I'm joined by a super couple of sex education, fellow sexologist Sunny Megatron and Ken Melvoin-Berg. Together we'll be discussing a few of your favorite topics including kinky sex, blowjobs, sex toys, and more. So thanks for listening, but first, okay, we need to talk. Have I told you enough about Emily and Tony down under comfort? Because you know, summer's coming and how are your balls feeling? I just wanna know, because if they're not fresh and dry like they should be, then you should check out Down Under Comfort. So a lot of men, like, and women, you know, we sweat in places we just don't want to. It's getting hot underneath their breasts, you know, lower back, men in their ball area, and you know in their ball area, (laughs) the area where your balls are. And talcum powder is actually like carcinogenic and messy, and Down Under Comfort is vegan. It's a cream formula that turns into a light natural powder and it keeps your intimate area to intimate areas dry, comfortable, fresh and clean, and ready for action anytime. Men's Health actually voted the number one product you didn't know you needed, so don't you think you kinda need it? And here's what people are saying. Down Under Comfort is a godsend. After being a baby powder man for most of my adult life, I can't imagine a day without this. Girlfriend is a big fan as well. Any guy who says that his girlfriend won't go down needs to try this stuff. She loves it. Balls are no longer lonely. Do you want lonely balls? I don't think you do. Go to emilyandtony.com. Get down under comfort right now. Use coupon code EMILY for 20% off your first order. Plus, until May 31st, get a free down under comfort with any menage a trois candle purchase with code PLEASURE. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can check out our podcast. Sign up for our mailing list, which I don't understand. If, you, if you're listening to the show and you love the show, which you all tell me you do, and you're not on our mailing list, like, it makes zero sense to me because it's not like I spam you. I actually send you interesting information. And you can, um, you know, sometimes people, you, you can link to the blogs, watch our videos. And the thing is, I just... um. You know, I don't give your name away, and it's interesting, and you'll like it. People actually have complimented me more in my emails than they have in the show, which is kind of a weird thing, and I wonder if I should just do, like, professional email campaigns or something. No, I'm not going to get off the, you know, people like the show, too. I know you all love the show, and I love hearing from you, so thanks, everyone, for emailing me. Always feedback at sexwithemily.com, and follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. I just love you all. I would be nothing without you. I'm excited for today's show. Hello, Sonny and Ken. Thanks Hi. for being here. Hi. Thanks for having us on. It's awesome. We just met. So we, Sonny and Ken, are a dynamic duo sexologists. They have a show on Showtime, mm-hmm. Sex with Sonny Megatron, Yes, which is awesome. And and Ken, you have been a sex educator. I remember you telling me 17 years you've been doing it. A little longer than that, actually. But yeah, I've been doing it forever and a day. Forever and a day. Longer yep. than that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You guys are like, okay, so I need to know. 
real quickly. So we're going to get into some, like, I want to hear about your show and what you guys are doing. You guys are, we just met at the Sexual Health Expo in Phoenix. I don't think we'd met before. No, no I don't think no? we had. Yeah. I know. We're like three ships passing in the night. But like but the, not, no, exactly. Like, yeah. how, how have we not, like, hung out? So I feel like I, so I did actually came into your seminar that you were teaching there, which was, all I know is I walked in and there was, was it you had a, the unicorn mask? Yes, there were oh, yes. unicorn masks. And then you were flogging her or something. I, I don't know. I just kind of came in for a second. So what what exactly were you guys teaching at that moment? What was it called? It was a BDSM 101 class that was sort of like a, a starter class of yeah. 50 Shades the, of Grey. The, sort of the real 50 Shades, shades of, 50 shades. of Right. Yes. So here's how it really goes down. Mm-hmm. You don't need a you know a red room of pain or anything like that. Right. So, so that was cool. So I was like, I like these people. I want to party with them. So you were, you know, that was all. You guys were, were great teaching. Yeah. We have an extra unicorn mask. We brought it with today, too. And, you, and hooves, too. Did yes. you bring it all? Because so I if we can do a I'm selfie like, with you afterwards. Are amazing and um and so you guys so you guys just you teach everywhere i have a little bit more about you here um but first you know what before we get into all of your details first i want to share i want to get your comments on the sex in the news story absolutely and it has to do with 50 shades of gray imagine that i know you think it's like dead and gone but here it is okay watching 50 shades of gray with your girl makes them frisky shock right so there's a survey from 2B TV. The movie Fifty Shades of Grey might be a compromise to all that porn you watch. The survey found that most chicks who watched the movie got super aroused during it. So maybe, just maybe, you want to put it in your Netflix school. Like, but maybe this is like not really any news. But it says that um, married couples, though, tend to feel safer. So the survey says, wait, wait, back up. In the survey, 68% of the women were somewhat or very aroused when watching Fifty Shades of Grey, almost matching 68% of. Um, the men and then married individuals okay this thing married individuals pulled the highest of being somewhat or very aroused at 71 percent um and they said that married couples tend to feel safer in their relationship therefore more free to explore their sexuality and that bdsm turns them on and all this stuff so Mm -hmm. i just want to know okay so you know it's not porn whatever they're recommending it here so what do you guys think about this whole Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, how accurate do you think like the movie was? Uh, I, I think that if he was poor, that it would be a sex crime, and he'd be on Law and Order. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was great inspiration for. Hey, I'm watching this. I'm getting hot for whatever the reason. You know, like the statistics in your article. Right. Is it an accurate depiction of BDSM, like a how-to manual? Absolutely not. Right. But either is we watch porn. That's right. not real. It's great inspiration. It gets us hot, and it inspires us to go into the bedroom and do real things. Exactly. So in that sense, great. You know, if you love Fifty Shades of Grey, wonderful. We know that it's a fantasy. You know, but Sonny has a really great saying when we teach a lot of our classes, and that is you don't learn how to have sex by watching porn no more than you learn how to drive by watching Fast and the Furious. Exactly. And it's the same thing with BDSM and Fifty Shades. But it's a great starter for getting into Fifty Shades. So you might want to learn a little bit more by going to a local munch. You might go to, you know, some event that is a at one of your sites. Yeah, a munch is a uh, an event that Sounds is at delicious. a... Re- it is. It's a, it's <laughs> it is a bunch of kinky people that get together in a very kind of vanilla setting where they get together at a restaurant and just talk about the different weird, interesting kink events that are happening in their local neighborhood. It's a networking every, event. Okay, yeah. so I have listeners like all over the world and definitely in, you know, the states they are like, well, I live in small town you know usa or whatever where do i find the kinky people i mean what do you tell people where do you tell people to go usually i say you know check out fetlife.com Fetlife. yeah, it's yeah. the largest kink website and if you you look at groups that pertain to your area you're gonna find those networking events and those parties and that sort of thing it's everywhere yeah there's kinky people everywhere yeah right i mean like 
just not isolated to like the bigger cities. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be somewhat near a medium-sized city, but you know, it's like there's a medium-sized city probably within a couple of hours wherever you're at, and that's usually what we're seeing. They also, in some instances, do like um, Skype parties, so that if you are isolated, oh. like let's say you're in the middle of Alaska, nowhere near. If you're up in the Aleutian Islands, nowhere near Juneau or Anchorage, you can get on board with uh, Skype or any kind of camming sort of equipment. Yeah, we did. We did an episode, uh, one of the segments on the show. It was basically an online orgy where everyone got on like you know your video conferencing software and they all had a great time but they they were all by themselves so it was sort of voyeuristic in that they would be with their partners um, on whatever the cam service was looking at other people but nobody is really interacting for real they're just watching so nobody's with their partner even their partners on a no 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 there was there were some people that were with their partners there was a couple of solo people but it was like across the board where you are you can just like sign on to skype and have an orgy technology is amazing technology is amazing okay so let's just get into what you guys have a lot going on so study megatron Ken Melvoinberg, and so you can find you at sunnymegatron.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you have your Showtime show, which is first season's done, wild yep. hit success, probably coming back for yes. more. Yes, fingers crossed. Knock on yeah. wood. And also um, at Sunny Megatron on Twitter and and psychic, psychic it's actually psychic. yeah it's psychic ken but it looks like side chicken psy chicken i'm like why chicken that was that, right. I, well originally i was a, uh, a professional tarot reader and astrologer is how i started my career off and then i switched over to sex education my my background is actually in medical stuff from when i was in the service oh, okay and i have so a couple you, different degrees in medical related areas but uh i thought it was kind of cool to learn how to read palms to pick up women right but <laughs> did you really believe like could you do you really like still do the psychic stuff or was that kind of like a you know what i don't do it anymore um, but I loved doing it because it was a great way to meet people. And who doesn't like being told their future? If you're at a bar, it's in a relaxing situation, and you had somebody sitting in a booth that would be telling you a little bit about your fortune. Do I believe in it? Uh, sometimes. It just depends. Right. Bar. Okay, so Ken's from Michigan. I love that because you still have your accent. Oh, you guys yeah. yeah. Chicago, right? We get the, yo, You guys oh, have it. I yeah, we still, you've lost yours. I lost. Well, I've yeah. been in California for 20 years, but it's funny because when I first moved here, everyone was like, where are you from? Where? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I, you know, but I love it. Bar, it's like I'm just with my people. Okay, <laughs> so, um, so, so tell me about um, this show. So you guys got into the show. No, back up. So you were in psychic. Um, you were a psychic. Correct. Then you got in sex education. And Sunny, you were... I was a corporate America. Mom. Yeah, I worked for a major ad agency for like nearly two decades. And sex ed was my second career. I'd always wanted to get into it, but I, I was kind of your stereotypical. Like, I, we, I get a lot of people that come to, to both of us um, that, you know, I've been married for 12 years. I've hit the sexual slump. You know, I'm rediscovering myself. And that was me at that point in my mid-30s. And I ended up, you know, getting out there, got on FetLife, met Ken on FetLife. You did? Okay, yes. so you guys met on FetLife. We yes. did, we did meet on FetLife. That was my question. I wanted to ask how you guys met. So were you both... You had already been Ken in in this world uh, for many years. Yeah, yeah. He, he like it was born kinky. I, I was I had it. Yeah, suppressed. I started kink in the in the eighties. God, you were the like the pioneer. No, it's been around. <laughs> That's cool. So you were in the eighties. So you met and were you just like timidly going on FetLife because you hadn't really? Yeah, yeah. I I actually you didn't seem timid to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I was just exploring around. I actually met a couple of people on Craigslist. Which, <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, right, and right. then they're like, hey, there's a site FetLife. And so I was just slowly dipping my toes into the water, like all of the things that I imagined and that, you know, my fantasies I touched myself to that I didn't really think people did in real life. I was like, there's a whole community. I had no idea. So you weren't even 
I mean, you didn't think they did it in real life. So were you just like, re- what were you watching? Porn? Were you, how I, were you like? I, the first exposure to kink I had was the Anne Rice uh, beauty series. I read when I was 22 or something. Okay. And I, it was so dirty, but it was so hot. And I thought seriously that me and Anne Rice were the only two people that had like a weird, perverted, dirty imagination. You're like, nobody else thinks this way. Right. Yeah. And I had no idea. No, I was completely naive. And then you were married? Yes. Said for tw- yeah, well, it was a long-term relationship. Okay, long-term Almost relationship. Married. Yeah. Right, okay, and that was just like you were in the Mm-mm. slump, and you were just, uh, no, nothing. So yeah. you had these fantasies still, but you don't know how to, you weren't, like, yeah. it wasn't with your partner. So I found my, I became single, the economy went into a slump, I got laid off from my job, so it was kind of the perfect opportunity to reinvent myself, and boom, met Ken, here we are. Okay, so what happened, tell me, so you go on Fat Life looking for, like, how, what was it about Ken's, like, profile? Well, he, he approached me first, and he commented, I, I got courage enough to put a picture of my boobs on the internet. Not my face. Not my okay. face and my no boobs fa- no at the same time. Together, right. Yeah. All right. I would never recommend So, that. and he was like, hey, nice boobs. <laughs> and that that was our first connection. And he seemed really... <laughs> Which is a great thing. And that he says, you know, there's your left boobs bigger than your right boobs. Like, that wouldn't have been great. But nice boobs is good. Yeah. Well, nice boobs. Even if it is. I have saggy fun. grandma boobs. So I was like, he likes my saggy I do. grandma I do. boobs. I do. I love them. Awesome. I like natural um, boobs. And, you know, I checked right. out his profile and he seemed smart and you know intelligent and good looking and witty except for he was into clown sex and i was like what he seems so normal like what is this dressing as a clown and having sex and then as i got to know him um i guess our we kind of melded in that way because to me having silly sex like you saw us with the unicorn mask when you see 50 shades of gray it's very serious very i am the dom get down on your knees i'm gonna punish you and i can't I right. laugh. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. Are you serious? I can't. One of our first scenes together was uh, she dressed, she used to do miming, and she dressed up like a mime. I was a clown, and I was like chasing around and torturing her at an S&M party. And, and, and I couldn't that talk. That was your first date? Tell her what her, tell her, what her safe My word was. My safe word was just like me doing jazz uh, hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> I was a mime, and or I she was trapped talk. in a box. Yeah. No, that was our fourth or this fifth day. This is a good time. Okay, got it. So that, so clown sex, so this is your first thing like, I'm into clown sex. Were you like, what is that? Like you dress like a clown? Like you, you juggle? Did I, you, I, a little of both. I <laughs> right, did right. And, it. And balloon bondage. That's yeah. one of the other things is I was really into balloon bondage. So I started off teaching rope bondage for many, many years. And so I took the kind of balloons, the real big skinny long ones that you do balloon animals with. And I would learn how to make handcuffs. I would do a complete uh, like mummification on somebody where I would start wrapping at their feet and go all the way up to the top up their head and put silly kind of like big penis hats on them and then like make wrist restraints and then uh, take a single tail uh, whip and I would like take off the balloons one at a time and it was just a lot of fun so it sounds really scary and it's literally just scary sounding because they pop and there's like when a balloon pops there's actually a sonic right. boom that's created so it's just a little bit ouchy it's because the whip never hits you the only thing that happens is the balloon pops on your skin so psychologically it sort of screws with your head a little bit but right. it's not really going to hurt you so you're so you guys are into bdsm but not it's not in a uh, different way i wasn't really i was interested in bdsm um but i didn't know that you could, because I'm, a, we, I laugh. I'm a very humorous person. Right. I couldn't be serious, and for me, it was like, oh my goodness, sex doesn't have to be serious. I was always afraid, like my hair's gonna get messed up and my makeup's gonna get messed wow. up, and I'm gonna have the fat rolls and my one boob's gonna be in my armpit, and and being a clown and having funny, so fun you were BDSM, a clown too, or 
Well, yeah, after, right. yeah, after, after she, I met him. Yeah, after she met I me. realized it gave me permission to have my funny, silly, messy, laughy sex that I always wanted to have, but I thought I had to be like the movies where it was so serious. Right, like in your laundry. No, like, yeah. Exactly. Perfect, right. But you know, but seriously, sex sex is funny. It, there's, there's noises. People fart. There is all sorts of groans and moans. And it's okay. And it's I mean, okay to do that. Like, yeah. Is it bad? I farted. Is he ever going to call? I'm like, and if he doesn't, he's not the guy for you. Like, exactly. Yeah, totally, totally. You know? Like, it is messy. And if you want to be with someone who who respects you, who's like into whatever, your period happens, you know? Right, yep. exactly. with it. absolutely. Um, so, okay, so then clown sex, then he had you at clown sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what did, what else, how else did you like open up together, would you say? Like you've always been into more kinkier stuff. So what was right. like the next? I, I started being a submissive for Ken. I started out that way. I really tried, and I realized <laughs> she did a really good job. Wasn't but it wasn't me. for her. Like and living in that way, like you guys, like, like no, 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 just in the bedroom because just in the bedroom. I, I, no, I can't live right. that way. Um, but in the bedroom, I I try bottoming and taking the spankings, and he can be really sadistic. And I have a high pain tolerance, but it just it I wasn't it. quite into it. And then I realized, like, I want to be you. I want to be the dominant one. And it was hard for me to embrace that, you know, to, to be like, I'm in control in the bedroom because right. I've never played that role before. So um, we have an open relationship. I kind of became his co-pilot. Which was awesome because so I let her know that you don't have to be in one category. You can try. I was a submissive when I started off because I wanted to try all this stuff so I know what it feels like to do to somebody else. And with her, I said, you can totally be a, a top if you want you can be the one in charge or you can be an evil assistant and she can actually be more sadistic and funny than i can <laughs> I, as the evil assistant i love being the evil assistant because in order to be a dominant and especially one that is is <laughs> as sadistic as he is it takes a lot of planning and i i am too busy i have two kids i am planning everything you all do. the time okay. i don't want all that preparation and cleanup so he's in charge of all of the prep work i just step in when it's like who's asked you want me to hit right and it's perfect and then how do you Okay, so you guys are okay. Back up. This is so interesting. So you're in an open relationship. Yeah, you are married. And we all, yeah, we 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 are married, but we have always been in an open relationship. In fact, I think it took us a year before we actually said I love you to one another. And admitted we were a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and then like, and we moved in like shortly thereafter. Yeah. Like, and her and the girls moved in, and now we're just a big happy family. Okay, and do the girls? So your kids, do they know that you're in an open relationship, and they know what's going on? You know, you? we don't really talk about that with them. My older one is in college. She's going into her okay. second year in college. Um, she knows. I mean, I've talked about it when we were dating, but she isn't really like, so mom, you know, right. what, where are you going Friday night or anything? We don't you know, that's a really that. good question. But like the, the thing that I think my kids could be 50 years old and I don't think I'd talk about my right. sex life exactly. to them. Because they're your kids. It just isn't you pertinent. Just don't, right. right. No, I got it. Okay. So, so you guys, how do you find your, so is it constant, like, there's obviously times where just the two of you, but is it usually like every weekend you have a new person or do you guys no. each see people separately? Like it's, how does your it's actually very rare. Work? It's actually very rare. And it's funny because we were talking about the more that we um, date other people and it's it's more on a casual basis. It's not like we want to meet a third partner and all move No, yeah, we don't want yeah, we don't you know, want any um, that. It's just for fun. And the more that we date other people, the more we realize what a pain in the ass other people are and that we like each other. Oh, that's kind of good. Yeah. See, I think that's healthy in a way. You're like, I want to go it out is. there and then I'm like, oh, God, it I satisfies you. our curiosity. Sucked. Yeah. It's Satisfies right. our curiosity and cements the fact like 
I don't want to put up with anybody else's BS but his BS. Oh, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, it, and it's interesting because having an open relationship for us, like I have, the older I get, the more I have younger women that are attracted to me because they have sort of a daddy, right. it, you know, daddy thing You're going on. Uh, yes, I am You're a DILF. <laughs> um, and, I like DILF. And one, one of the issues that we had is that the more the younger girls were attracted to me, the more I was sort of bored with them because it took the, the like having an open relationship in a way takes the naughtiness out of it because I have permission and license to do almost anything. Thing I want, and that actually makes it less naughty, believe it or not. And so, so that's you know, why people like to cheat. They're like, wow, yeah, no, to, no, totally. But we have an rush. open relationship. You know, there's times when I do hook up with somebody, it might be like three in the morning, I'm at a party or a social event, and usually we're together 90% of the time. But if I'm alone, I'll call her up and say, Hey, this girl wants to give me a blowjob. Is that okay? And she says, Yeah, I have good sex. I'm going to bed. Seriously, so okay, yeah. so this is how it works. So, so you couldn't just get the blowjob like that's because every op- person, every couple in an open relationship has to make their own rules. Right, right. So you're like, hold on, babe. There, like your pants might even. You're like, I, I just got a call, and then yeah. check in. Yeah, no, yes. I don't unzip anything until I get permission right. no, from no, her exactly. first. Do you ever say no, Sunny? No, not yet. No, I, you know, I, 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 we have veto power, and I, I reserve that for just you know if someone gives me a really bad vibe, or but I haven't really had that. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh god, she's a flake. You know, this right. is gonna last a week. Oh yeah, and she, it does. She, it's but, basically she could do the odds in Vegas for the relationship status I have with other people. She's like, this one's gonna take about three weeks, and she's usually right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. And 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 oftentimes, you know, when we say hook up, it doesn't have to be anything sexual. It could purely be just like a BDSM thing. Like I want you to flog. Me. I want you to kind of mess with my mind and there's not sex involved. Do you guys so. ever just have like vanilla sex though some nights? Or all, a most, lot. most of the most time. Because it's, like, it's a lot of work to like do all the prep and like, it set is. it up, right? Yeah. It is. I mean, it's funny though because sometimes it's impromptu. We had, um, right now there's a competition between uh, me and a couple of other of my female friends who are in either open relationships or single and we have a point system. We're kind of doing, it's like fight club but it's about sex right. where we are trying to get points for doing certain acts. When we got here to LA one of our friends from Chicago arrived and uh, we both uh, helped her out together by doing some fisting on her and I actually put on my unicorn hood I put a condom over the unicorn horn and two over the hooves and we were doing fisting on her so that she could with get five hooves, points with the, the with the hooves yeah, yeah totally condom over the hooves condom over the hooves so we How had magnums over them what are the hooves are they like bigger than your hand yeah there's like, I'll show you in just a second so you, that you can literally see literally have the hooves with you oh yeah yes. yeah Okay, we're going to have to take some pictures. We're going to have here. to take some pictures of this for sure. <laughs> we're going to have to do some video, check it all out in text with Emily. And speaking of video, okay, so you have your 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 YouTube channel. Yes. Which is? Yeah, it's just Sunny Megatron. I'm Sunny Megatron You're Sunny Megatron everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about your um, sex with Sunny Megatron and Showtime. Like, how did you guys come up with the idea for the show and, like, tell me it just was because that's what you're doing anyway well, going around you know I, I was doing sex. the YouTube videos and Ken and I sometimes do them together he has some mail reviews and um, our, our business partner now Paul Fishbein who is like the, the founder of the AVN you know the adult video news right. empire um, was looking for uh, an educator to do just like a, a webisode series and he found me on YouTube and he's like I hey, love it it's like the American dream exactly and then uh, things progressed from there and we, all three of us were working together and one day he's like like, you know, you guys ever thought about doing a show? You want to do a show? And we're like, yeah. So, you know, the three of us sat down, we put some ideas on paper, and boom, 
we got a we show. Got a show I mean, it was time. the American dream. Right, it is. That it does is. not happen. It, then it's you sort went of around and you just talked. You went to different sex scenarios each episode. Like you covered different things going on with sex. In yeah, America. us and Paul and um, uh, Jay uh, had gotten together. They're the executive producers and the creators of the show, and we talked about all these different sorts of segments that we wanted uh, to try. And we had things like clown sex. We had things like. Um, uh, what were some of the other great examples like having uh, sex in a hot environment and a cold environment and so we sort of did like a sexual mythbusters sort of thing yeah so we have some it. you know sciencey did, did sort of did you guys have sex on the show no, no we did not, not, not no. So everyone else was I, yes. I do my stuff in private I'm I'm you know I'm right. very Except neutral for the boob picture when you guys met exactly no one's and that was that friends sits. only anyway you right know? yeah okay. um but it, basically the show takes people through various sexual scenarios, fetishes, you know, whatever it is. And what we're hoping to show is the human element and, you know, whether clown sex, it sounds weird. Because everyone's going, I know, I feel like I have right. to keep getting into the clown sex. Where does that come from? Like, where you, like, have, like, fear of clowns when you were little and then you sexualized that's, it, you know? That's I mean? exactly what, well, I had a grandfather that was in the circus and uh, some of my first fondest memories are of the circus and I was actually extremely attack, attracted to the tightrope walkers and the uh, trapeze artists because of the skimpy outfits. <laughs> And the clowns were also one of my favorites. And since then, I've become kind of an expert on clowns. And I've done uh, stuff like the there's a documentary that I was in called Killer Legends. It's on Netflix now. And it's about the history of clowns and all sorts of true crime stuff. Uh, yeah. But the it's interesting. What is the clowns? Is that like, are there other people that are really into clowns? Oh, yeah. there's a ton of people. Here in so L.A., Snow Mercy uh, throws clown parties on a regular basis. Right. And she was on our show doing a different segment. But since then, the clown thing has actually taken off in a huge way. And there's right. getting clown parties all over the United States. Because people already had it or like, oh, I can get off on that. Or they already had it, but they thought it was like a secret thing that no one else that, That's exactly, yeah, yeah. It's a combination. More, I would say more secret because they felt weird. Well, and, right. And that's the thing is that you normalize sex. Yeah. Because people, and, everyone wants, just wants to know if they're normal. It's like it's Exactly. fine it turns you on you're like everything's good you know and the thing is you know with with from the most bizarre to the most mundane type of sex that we show on the show it's basically if you break all of those things down to their basic common denominator you know i want to feel connected to my partner or i want to feel uninhibited not like i have to be perfect or you know i want to if someone wants to be let's say controlled and they're submissive it's because when i when i'm being controlled i feel loved and like somebody cares about me so when you break it down to the basic need or the basic feeling these things aren't so weird we're all looking for the same things they just manifest differently for whoever is into whatever right okay yeah. so so the question is so people watching your show i mean is it more like because there are a lot of couples i mean you know who are in that period that slump and they want to spice things up maybe 50 shades of gray did turn them on which mm -hmm. is why i started with that article because i know you guys teach all that stuff but they don't even know how to start like i'm not into clowns and i don't i can't tie anyone off balloons but like what what do we do like how do we like i'm, I'm titillated but i don't you know, people just, they never know how to talk to their partner about it. Like, what do you guys? Right. Well, you know, first of all, hopefully the show and what we do inspire couples to talk to each other. That's number so one. Communication We're so afraid is key. to talk about sex. And, you know, whether you're kinky or not, or whether you're in an open relationship or not, some of those alternative sexual practices encourage communication. And that's what everybody that's, should be doing. I know. And, and also watching the show, it, it lets people realize that there are other people out there that aren't satisfied with their kind of humdrum, whatever their sex life is, and that there are resources out there, whether it's books, whether it's your podcast, whether it's the classes that we teach. Or whether there it's people like Dr. Charlie everywhere. Glickman, yes. um, who's like one of the yeah. anal experts that we deal with. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know Charlie's and been on the show. Charlie is oh, yeah. awesome. Um, and, and one of the he other things, he's an anal expert. He is. He kept inviting me. To, did you guys go to his thing Friday night 
didn't. Uh, we were at the, the we sexual didn't. expo. We didn't. No, he we said, missed you it. You coming? You coming? I'm like, I can't come. I can't. I've never been to one of his hands-on workshops. Yeah. With the prostate massage, I would love to to, to witness that. But I haven't yeah. been. Yeah, right. There's like something. For, so I feel like the show. Well, was there anything when you guys were filming your show that even surprised you or that was new to you or that? No. No. There, there, <laughs> Not for me. There, right. there wasn't in terms of sexual practices. I would anything. say I would say not so much. We did we did a feature, and this I've never seen before. Even though oh, I knew the only... for, no for mycophilia. Oh yeah, which that, that is I taught about for years. Insect fetish. Now I I know about it. Like people get off on the insects crawling right. on your skin, but I had never seen it. So we had a guy with the crickets and the like a scorpion, and like and I was standing <laughs> on the furniture because I'm like that's his. You know I'm not going to shame him because. That's his thing. No, That's right. cool. no it's and, cool. It's and cool. And I You're actually right. no, understood. I'm, I'm over here. He's like, it's the sensation to him, the feeling of the, the, you know, the little feet of the bugs feels good to him. And I'm like, I get it. I'm still terrified of those things, and I'm standing on the furniture, but I get it. I can appreciate that you like it. And one of the other great things about our show, it's one of the only sex positive shows that is on a major network. And my job on the show is as a consulting producer, which means that while she's hosting and she's talking, I'm making sure that the different sexual subcommunities are represented in the way that they want to be, that we don't, you know, like this recent fiasco with Game of Thrones. Um, right. with the rape controversy that they had. I make sure that my job is to make sure that kind of stuff doesn't happen, that we have sort of somebody that's going to take a look at it in a broader sense and make sure that uh, people are called what they want to be called, that we use the proper words and that everybody is safe across the board and that we have healthy practices for everything and that people are consensual, that they have negotiated everything and that they know what they're getting into when they come to our show. Which is so important because there's so many, because I feel like something like Fifty Shades of Grey, I felt like, the movie, actually, I mean, and the book. But if you just saw the movie and you knew nothing, you're like, I, I, people like just don't get it. Like, right. like yeah. maybe they were trying to be like, I, I don't get why that feels good. I mean, there's so many people just don't have the education around it. And the movie was confusing, I think, for some people, right. many people, like it, like who never even heard of it. Like that's what it's about. So there wasn't enough education about it. And I could see television in a lot of ways. They've done it. Like, look at these people. It's kind of crazy, but you made it like you know right. relatable and smart. Right. we get and, like, to know every you know correct. couple or person that is featured we sit down and we get to know them and we talk to them so you, you know you get a little bit connected to these people and and we learn about the relatable day-to-day things like these aren't weirdos these are your next door neighbors exactly and, you know That's maybe your siblings or maybe even you yeah we you had know? like it guys we had physicians engineers people that were professionals we had blue collar folks that worked in factories uh people that actually worked in sex clubs but maybe they were a dominatrix and they didn't feel like in their personal life they could be submissive because it's their job to be a bossy dominant female all day long but what they really want is to have their boyfriend spank them right um, and then i always say that too so i always say to people like for, for 10 years on it communication is a lubrication but i just feel like saying that it's not even just about communication because if you're it's almost like i've started lately trying to teach people like this is how you do it because if you've been with someone for so long and you've never talked about sex which mm-hmm. is more it's common than not start. it's almost like I feel like there needs to be new tool it can't just be like so honey I know we've been together 15 years having sex but like where where do we start this conversation you know mm-hmm. and I think that's why you got to bring things in right. from the outside so maybe you watch something together you you know I mean is there anything I mean in your cl- you guys teach classes all over absolutely yeah. okay so do you have any classes that just work with couple I mean I think that would be so interesting like, yeah all, just, all like, of our just classes starting out. all of our classes are applicable to couples for instance we teach a blowjob class and a lot of people think it's a blowjob class it's going to be taught by a women and only women are going to be there or people who who blow right. you know um and no we teach together as a couple as a giver, giver and, and a receiver, receiver of there any are a sex lot act of couples that will come to our blowjob classes and it's very validating for 
someone to come with their partner who has a penis and for their partner with the penis to hear what we're saying and turn to their partner and go, that's absolutely correct. See, I love that because people, I've taught a bunch of class and people are like, oh, well, how, what do you know? What do you know? But it's right. And then next what I am teaching, I'm going to have like a, a guy friend there who's like, can help me teach it together because it's like, what would you know? It's just better to have both of your perspectives right. on that. Absolutely. And everyone wants to know about blowjobs. So, um, we're going to take a quick break, and I would love to get your um, blow, best blowjob tips. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, because who doesn't want to give a better blowjob? But first, okay, to my amazing listeners, let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? You'd probably love more, right? Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more. They want to give you 10 free gifts. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, a specially selected toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. Because, you know, hey, I know you still have that DVD player, and who doesn't want that, right? Number 10, free shipping. I hate when people charge you for shipping. It makes me insane. Give me free shipping, goddammit. So what do you have to do to get your first 10 free gifts? It is not hard at all. Go to adamneve.com, select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, sexy piece of lingerie, anything you desire. Literally, anything you think about. I don't know if they have unicorn masks. They might, but you know, you should go to Adam and Eve, check it out. Enter offer code EMILY at checkout. 10, 10 free gifts, adamneve.com, free shipping, the whole deal. That's Emily, code EMILY at adamneve.com. Okay, Sonny and Ken. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being Hi. here. This is so fun. Let's get into friggin' blowjobs, okay? Right. Because I swear to God, every single day you get a blowjob question, it's like either it's I either either it's from emails or it's on the street. Like like my, you know, what do I do? My partner wants more blowjobs. Um, I don't like giving them, or you know, you always hear the whole like adage, we got married, that was my last blowjob, like mm-hmm. say goodbye to blowjobs. How do you get people to I mean if we're gonna get tips, but what about let's just take a stereotypical woman, for example. Right. Not stereotypical, but like let's talk about like a straight couple, okay? Vanilla. And she just like doesn't like it. Like she's with someone, she's like, I just don't like the taste, the smell, I'm not good at it, who knows? There's right. a million things. And like I'm like, well, you know, pretend it's like an extension of him and you love him and you want But what how do you guys teach well, it? Have you ever like had he converted up? How do you absolutely, convert Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Tons of when, people. when we teach our blowjob classes, the, the first portion of the class is devoted to the psychology of the blowjob, both from the giver and the receiver's point of view. Now, when I teach about giving blowjobs, I was the person who hated giving the blowjobs. I, I love couldn't this. stand okay. it. I first of all, I have um, jaw issues. So I have TMJ, my, my face hurts. Um, I have an extra small mouth. So when I go to the dentist, the, he has to use pediatric size instruments on my mouth. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, and I, even you can give a blowjob. Exactly. I grew up thinking the only way to give a blowjob was to like turn your face into a vacuum cleaner, deep throat the whole time. You know, your jaw is sore. And it wasn't until I realized that First of all, I was in control of the blowjob. Um, I could be comfortable giving the blowjob. It's not all about my mouth. I can do, you know, there's blowjob hacks. And because I have the extra small mouth, I need to employ lots of blowjob hacks. And I don't know how to to deep throat at all. And that's not necessary because you have hands. Hands are your best friends. Even like, you know, some of us can lift up our boobs and, you know, slide them on there. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, there are so many other things you can do. And as long as you're making the penis feel good and it's wet and, you know, he doesn't care if it's all my mouth or a little hand or what. It feels good. And I'm down there being enthusiastic about it, which just that in and of itself makes him a lot happier. Right. And to be honest, I've, I've had a lot of blowjobs in my life and she's the best. I've like I've had porn stars blow me. I've had swingers. I've had what makes her the best. Um, you know, it's just skill and she's a natural born cocksucker. 
Yeah. I mean, from I think it's a little bit of both. the first time she gave you a blowjob? It was, no, yeah, no. From the first time she gave me a blowjob, she's absolutely amazing. And I think it was that she would anticipate my needs. She does a lot with the hands. Um, and then we also communicate. So one of the good hacks that we teach people are watch your guy jack off. Because the way that he jacks off is the way that he wants to have his penis touched. The other thing is that men need to know that they can have a blowjob as either an appetizer before the sex or have it as a main course. And if you communicate to somebody that you want it as the main course, it gives you permission to sort of cut loose and you kind of right. know more what right. you're expecting. Because then, you right. then he's thinking like, oh, I shouldn't come yet because we're about to have right. sex. And I don't know how many times I've given a blowjob where you know I'm like you know, doing my thing and I'm thinking, okay, is this it? What am I doing? Should I stop? Right. Should we turn around? Should I keep going? I don't know. And that takes away from me being in the moment and just enjoying. So what's the hack? You're just like, babe, I want you, this is for you, like, come, I want you to come in my mouth, whatever. And then you send that message to him or I want you to, are you like beforehand, you're like this blow, because you can't be like this blow job is just this is going to be the main course here i go yeah well we talk about it before yeah. the blowjob actually begins and then yeah. like we talk about tips with one another and we actually review ourselves like whenever we're using anything from toys maybe she's uh, you know pressing a little bit on my perineum or giving me a prostate massage in addition to blowing me so we talk about what we're going to be doing ahead of time we do before, <laughs> wait we back up sure so you've got like a production schedule almost beforehand you're like this blowjob is going to involve the perineum well, no, it's more it's more you know <laughs> we're making out or I got the hands there and it's like so what do you want to do do you want this to be all about you today or you know he'll be like right. no you know I think why don't you get me going then I want to turn you around after that right. or, you know so it's, a, right. it's not it. like no, I, okay, I didn't think you paper. were like I didn't like, think you were like sending any although, Excel spreadsheet or anything although there are some that makes her hot by the way Excel, she loves Excel spreadsheets yeah that's oh one of my kinks Excel spreadsheets <laughs> seriously oh. yes yeah. Excel makes me it makes me cry I can't even open my p and I'm like really like it's like Chinese to me I seriously can't read it but that's that's, that's, I wish I could. Go ahead. It's another um, thing. It's business. Uh, one of the things that we do is we actually do have, because we are sexologists, we have to test a lot of sex toys. Yeah, can so we there get are into t- toys for, yeah, Absolutely. toys with blowjobs? Let's go for some, yeah, because I want to so, hit So that. one of the best toys for <laughs> guys, one of the best toys for guys is a teardrop cock ring that's made out of metal. What it is, is it's uh, shaped like a tear that's sort of bent into a curve. And it gives you an external prostate massage. And so this the, stuff, the it's like metal like Viagra. The yeah, the first time she had it, she saw that, like how huge, my, because it's restricting blood flow, my cock was like the Hulk and veins were popping out. I could almost out. hear the skin scratching. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. And okay, it's absolutely wait. amazing feeling. It's metal, completely metal. Completely then. metal. Yeah, you put in one testicle, then the second, and then the flaccid cock goes in. Um, but like, it's funny because we learned a very good tip recently. Um, I'm always learning. One, like yeah, one of you know, I have three degrees all in medical related areas, and we were talking to some EMT friends, and they said one of the problems that they've been having recently is that somebody created a cock ring made out of titanium. The saws they have in the ER can't cut through that, so they actually had to call the fire department to get this guy out of a cock ring because his his erection wouldn't go down and i've heard this i yeah. have a friend who works in, in the hospital he's like I, these people keep coming in with cock rings i just heard the same and it's titanium like, like the softer metals aluminum that in stainless right? that's not a problem yeah, and but even titanium's if, even if too people hard get, get nervous with like the aluminum or stainless ones they make like tantus makes a great silicone silicone one yeah okay. teardrop tantus right yeah. so you can probably get that at adam and eve people mm-hmm. yeah okay so so you but then it has a prostate but can you Talk, let's talk about the prostate for a minute. Sure. So, because I think it is, you know, we talk about it a lot on the show. We've had Charlie on everything, but there are a lot of people who are like afraid of it. I'm always like, you know, just try it. Like, what if you don't like it? You don't have to do it again. But it could be this amazing thing. But you also have to be careful if you don't know what you're doing. So, would you just recommend they would get this cock ring to go in there? I mean, where would you say would be like the beginning prostate action during a blowjob? 
or just anywhere. you know what about like with with the prostate stuff we actually talk about that ahead of time because you don't want to like surprise somebody especially because uh, most hetero men are so scared to put things in their butt uh, and that has nothing to do with who they love it has to do with like there's a lot of nerve endings in there it right. feels really good but mm-hmm. like we talk about it ahead of time and our most popular video to date i think it's over 200,000 yeah. hits now which is good for a, a sex yeah. review video on youtube is when i got my first prostate massage from her and even though i had been into this for a long time just never had one and they're so good for men's health because having a monthly prostate massage actually lessens the chance of you getting prostate cancer by almost 30%. That's what I've heard. So yeah. you actually do the prostate massage. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. you can go to the urologist and, and the urologist yeah, can do it, but, but you won't blow fun. you. But right. Yeah, exactly. the urologist won't blow you. <laughs> then you gotta go out and see the nurse. It's all awkward after. Right, right. You right. might as well just do it with you. That's, so you teach it. That's amazing. Because I, yeah. I, I think that people are very confused by it and and there's a very they simple reason, it. by the way, why it gets rid uh, or why it helps reduce cancer, because massaging the prostate actually oxygenates the, the prostatic fluid and gets rid of any viral, bacterial or fungal buildups. And it's as it's simple as that. Too. It's I, like, I, bam, I it's gone. That. I know. That's great. They should check it out on your YouTube page. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and there's there's so many people who who are like, you know, I'm afraid to try it. I'm afraid to try it. And finally, they try it and they come to me and they're like, I don't know why I didn't do that years ago. My orgasm like multiplied, you know, tenfold. It was amazing. Like I, yep. I, I saw like deities come out from the heavens, and I spoke in tongues. And, exactly. You know, yes, yes. I was on, um, I was on Jason Ellis's uh, SiriusXM show the other day. You guys know Jason? He yeah. Show. And he was like the first thing I'd never met him, but like like within the first two minutes, he's like, yeah, I never had one. My girlfriend gave me a I had six organs. Like he was like freaking out right. about it, you know. And yeah. he was like, it was like the best thing I've ever experienced. It was pretty recent, and you know, I just think that, you know, I mean, I, I just, I'm always telling. I mean, I've talked about this for years that they keep. Who, who, do you ever met anyone who didn't like it? I mean, it was no, you do it wrong. no, yeah, and you know, and I, 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 I've met a lot of people that are afraid, and it afraid took them a while fear. to do it, and then all of them, when they be like, I don't know why I didn't do this before, I don't know why I was scared, and I, I say to a lot of people, if they're afraid to do it with their partner, there are plenty of toys like the Anaros toys, you yeah, can do it by yourself, because you know, I encourage people, if you're afraid to do it, if you just can't do it with a partner, try it alone. The Anaros, right? What's right. The, ta- the Tantris, or what's it called? The Anaros toy, the one that's just for, or I guess they're all for men, but the, right, right. That's yeah. the, that's a yeah, great they have start. a whole huge line of them. Also, also, the Enjoy Pure One, no, like the right. the small end of the Enjoy Pure One, is one of the things that I prefer to use for my prostate. Like if I'm making her squirt with G spot action, we use the big end. The small end is for my prostate. Mm-hmm. Right. I love the Enjoy too. Okay, let's talk about uh, squirting. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. Okay. Had you always squirted? No. Okay. No. So, this is so good. I'm glad we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when I first started, we always like, anal's the new blowjob. Okay, that was like something we were saying like 10 years ago. And now I feel like squirting's the new anal. And then I actually was going to ask you what's going to come after squirting. But let's stick with squirting for a second. Because I get this all the time now, because I think that people saw it in porn and whatever. Like, can anyone learn to squirt? Yes, you know, most people can. However, I usually preface the whole like, I need to learn how to work my G-spot by not everyone likes it. Right, It exactly. may not be everything it's cracked up to because you see it in the porns. You see people going, you know, the magazine articles like, hey, yeah, G-spots are the new anal kind of thing. And you might be expecting a lot more of it than really is. Right. Um, and, and I usually tell people that 
learning how to, you know, quote unquote, work your G-spot is a lot like riding a bike. All the magazine articles will make you think, oh, it's just a magic button. And once you find it, you just press it and you're, you know, old faithful. And bam, and you win at sex. like that. Right. right. <laughs> it's, it's like learning how to ride a bike. Some of us might get it in a few weeks. Some of us, it might take months, you know, whatever it is. But it's a lot, the ride is a lot more fun, at least learning than learning how to ride a bike and falling on your butt. Right. Um, so I think us adjusting our expectations about what squirting is, what you know, having G-spot orgasms is, because they're what two it different things. Because you right. can squirt and not have an orgasm, right? Or which, you can do them together as exactly, well. Exactly, which is amazing if right. that happens. But mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people think it's both, right? Like you know, and it's it's not for everyone. Oh, and one right. of the other big misconceptions is that sometimes people dribble a little bit, but it be, it's because maybe their urethra was dragged inside and they have a retrograde squirt that goes in towards the body instead of outwardly. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So for you, when you so you hadn't squirted until Ken got his hands on you. No, actually, I got my hands on myself. Yeah, she got okay. her hands yeah. on herself. I she became did single, and I was like, "This is it." You know, I'm in my mid 30s. If I don't use it now, I'm gonna break a hip, and I'm never gonna be able to use it. So I went out and I got all these toys. And had I went you on had this... a G spot orgasm before? No. Oh, I had okay. Not. So let's talk about your journey to your G spot then. So you're single, you get toys. Right. So I was just, you know, I got all these toys, and I had been laid off, so the kids were in school all day. So I was what like laying in my do? bed, touching myself for hours and um I realized for me, um, usually after I have a clitoral orgasm, because I'm a clitoral girl, most right. most of us are, um, that's kind of my prime time. And I got a curved toy that was similar to the Enjoy Pure Wand, mm-hmm. a little bit different, but a similar concept. And it happened. And I was like, <gasps> what just happened? Oh my goodness. It was great. So I, I you know, it was a slow progression. But it didn't happen probably the first day you sat home no, and said, I'm going to have G-spot. This no. is what I try to tell you. It's you a practice, take, practice, practice, practice. It's not practice. going to happen. And I think that a lot of women just assume, well, it's never happened with a penis, never happened to intercourse. I only have clitoral orgasms. I'm like, not true. Like, how much time have you spent right. trying to figure it out? And there's different toys. Use your finger. Me fingers are a great place. But toys, why not just get a toy? Figure exactly. that out. And to be honest with you, even though I have g-spot orgasms now and they feel good and i can squirt now i still prefer my clitoral yeah, orgasms they're, I, they're just they're two different animals they're they apples are and different. oranges and sometimes i like to eat apples usually i like to eat the oranges whatever you know an apple every once in a while is okay but it you know the it didn't change my life it didn't it was change your just, life but it felt good it was a little yeah, different yeah. and then were you able to transfer that into having when you were having sex not with a penis i still can't do it with a penis right, and which either. is which isn't abnormal but i, right. I, I totally like having normal. lots of toys that's so, one, yeah that's like I, a special right. treat for me right. like if i think that she's warmed up enough and she can squirt we break out the enjoy or right. the glass and he version sits of it right there and he's like and i love it me. i love it yeah just no it's hot no that's awesome i love that and it is true that is a good point that i always say that you have it's most women do need to have the clitoral and be aroused have a clitoral orgasm first right okay so oh, absolutely yeah and so i think this we were like i don't remember who it was i was talking to like everyone i talked about sex they're like i kept trying like oh it was a friend of mine that had never had a g-spot so i gave her a bunch of toys and she's like i can't do it i can't do it i was like no no, no you gotta start she's like oh i was just because she always had clitoral orgasms they're like no 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 you gotta start the, you know so it's an important point well, like, i think start with the, I not think, for everyone, but right. if you get warmed up, do what you know. It's important for get women to out. understand that our erectile tissue is on the inside. So just like you, you can't expect a man to have an orgasm without, you know, having an erection, getting worked up. It's the same with us, but we can't see when we're warmed up and when our erectile tissue is engorged and we have, you know, our internal hard on, so right, to speak. Exactly. Um, so like I usually recommend have a clitoral orgasm first because that's usually a pretty surefire way to know like all that erectile tissue is engorged Absolutely. and ready to go. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Lady bone are invisible yes. exactly exactly but they do exist they do exist so what are some of your favorite toys now anything new come into your life that's changed your life oh or gosh that I, moment? um 
my new favorite is the Entice Body Wand. It's a silicone. It's sort of like a Hitachi wand, but it's a mini, but both ends vibrate. So it has like oh. the, the Hitachi-ish head and then kind of a pointy end on the other end, and they can both vibrate. And I love it, and it's rechargeable. So that was kind of about a new favorite. Okay. Yeah. And what about G Spot toys? What do you like for that? You know, I am I'm an Enjoy Pure One girl. Um, There's also the uh, Comet G by Jopin. It's the similar shape to the Enjoy, but it's got some vibration to it. Even though I find myself for my G Spot, I'm not into the vibration. Some people are, but right, that's a thing too. Some of them vibrate, some of them don't. Right. You might just want. I like the toys that vibrate, especially for someone who's new and doesn't know if they like vibration or not, because you don't like vibration just don't turn it on exactly and if you find that you like vibration great if you find that you discovered g spot and you don't like it you can use that vibrating toy as a clit toy and just use it externally so to me it's it's you know more dual purpose if you're not sure right and that's why this is all about experimentation and i think this is so such a helpful conversation because people just write off that they can't have it certain ways. That's why they make so many toys now. That's why toys are like, you know, changing so much with technology and, and the silicone and rechargeable. It is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And you might have to get a few. Like they might not be the one for, you know, but you just got to keep trying and see what see what works because it's different. Just because I love a toy. Like especially having like my my staff, my intern, like this is my favorite. They're like, oh, I didn't love that one, but I love this. You know, we talk about it. We're actually, you know, our next shows would be, um, are we, like we do a lot of intern sex toy review days and like a lot of them have like the first orgasms. It's very exciting. And, um, but you know, they might not love what I love and we discuss it. And I think that that just helps people realize like we're all freaking different. Yeah. And I mean, I can recommend my favorites and tell you what they do, but you gotta, you know, figure Try it out your for yourself. Body. Yeah. Exactly. It's interesting yeah. that a lot of the companies now are just coming out with good sex toys for men. Uh, like the Cobra Libre is one of my favorites and that's a uh, fun factory, I yeah. believe. Fun factory. And what oh, it does yeah. is like most, tell- like the fun factory Cobra Libre and then the hot octopus are all things that, um, basically vibrate really, really strongly on uh, the frenulum outside of the head of the cock. So it's only that first inch and a half to two inches is what they're focusing on on the bottom side of it. But it is the equivalent of a clitoris at that point. So right. it's just I mean, it's focusing guys, on that. Okay, wait. So it's not, so you put it over your, and it just stimulates the frenulum, which I always say is the underside of the penis. Yeah, it's the underside. If you take your finger and you put it out, like if you're pointing straight out, the bottom side of the penis, is it has more... Uh, pleasure receptors than the top side, so just like especially just how like your finger. How do guys going up and down the shaft and they don't just? How do they not know that? You know what they do, but they just haven't thought about how to relate it. Right. Okay. Got it. So that. So that. What is the toy that you said? Uh, the uh, it's the uh, Cobra Libre by Fun Factory, and then the Hot Octopus is okay, the other one. I got. It. I love Fun Factory toys, and I, I love how they charge. I love all their buttons. The mm-hmm. whole thing. It's a great toys. So I think it's because I'm always talking about toys for women, a little bit for men, but I feel like vibrations toys, not just for women. Like I should go go a little shopping. Mm-hmm. Go shopping. Okay, you guys help me answer an email here. How's yeah. that? Okay, uh, thanks everyone. I appreciate you emailing me feedback at sexwithemily.com. I love hearing from you. Okay, and now we've got three Lear to help you with all your problems. So here we go. Or your issues, your challenges. I don't even like saying problems. This is the challenge. Hi, Emily. I'm a new listener and I'm enjoying getting caught up on many of your recent podcasts since I'm a, uh, I have a very long trip to work. I'm looking for ways to spice things up with my wife when I re- return home in a few weeks and think she might like some erotica since she loves literature and writing fiction and short stories. However, even though she's a sexual and sensual woman, I don't think she'd be into or appreciate anything too graphic or hardcore. Can you suggest any websites, books, or other sources where she, we could find something for couples that's hot and gets us both going but wouldn't be perceived as degrading to women or otherwise embarrass or turn her off? Thanks, Dave. All right. Well, 
as we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, have you seen Fifty Shades of Grey? Because that <laughs> that really is the the movie. Even though, like I said, you know, if, if I'm look, dissecting it from a, a how-to point of view, it's lacking. But it's beautiful. It's pretty to look at. It is pretty to look it, at. It got me, you know, moist in the in the crotch area. Right? You know, right. um, so that's a great place to start. Um, depending on how graphic she wants to be, there is a lot of um, you know female-centric porn, feminine porn out there um, that might be something that's up our alley just depending on you know how many parts she wants to see one of my favorite websites is um Beautiful Agony. Oh, I love Beautiful yes. Agony. That- and and it's, it's you know, you don't see any private parts, nothing. It's just a camera on the face of someone who's having an orgasm. Right. And that is, even though it's completely, you know, technically, you know, very clean because you're not seeing anything. It is one of the most erotic things I have ever I seen. I yeah. saw it 10 years, when I first started my show, like someone's like, have you seen Beautiful Ugly? And no, I'm like 10 years ago, it's been around and it's still, it's a, it's a subscription site? Yeah, yeah, right. it's like okay. a monthly, and it's, it's I can't remember how much, but it's not too expensive. No, but it's high, and like it's, watching women's faces right. have an orgasm. And they have some free videos too, so right. you can log on and like check out a couple and maybe that'll do it. I've got a couple suggestions too. Yeah. Anne Rice's new book. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, her new book in the beauty series. What's the, do you remember the name? Oh, Beauty's Kingdom. Beauty's Kingdom. Kingdom. And there's yeah. another one. Uh, Nina Hartley's husband, Ernest Green, yeah. wrote a book called Master of O. So it's sort of a continuation of the story. But if they're into some of the BDSM perspective stuff, even on a light level, the Master of O is a great form of erotica. And they just came out, if uh, if they're like me and they're a comic book geek, they came out with an illustrated novel version of the Master of O. And that right. just came out in March. Okay. And he was on my show, actually, probably about six months ago, if you want Ernest, to that episode. Ernest, he's awesome. I think so. He's great. And Nina. Yeah, and Nina, of times. course. Oh, my God. They're so fun i know and then also story of o yep. classic story of o. o yeah it's all good okay so i think we have time for one more okay dear emily oh here's another thing uh guys when you email me i love it and if you could tell me where you live it'd be awesome and also um how you listen to the show and how old you are that helps us a lot okay my name is pam h i'm from massachusetts i'm 30 years old been married for five years together with my hubby for 15 years high school sweethearts I had a baby girl 16 months ago, and I know that with hormonal hormonal changes, I can be pretty dry. My husband does still excite me very much. I'm still very attracted to him. We honestly don't have sex too much because, well, the baby and working full time, it's just hard to find the time. Last week, we had sex two days in a row. Both times were great, but the second day he pulled out the lube. We have the standard KY. Well, I offered sex the third day, and he said as much as he'd love to, he couldn't because he was raw. He showed me, and all the way around his head was raw and irritated. He said I was super dry, even with the lube, and he chafed. I felt awful because he said, I guess I don't excite you anymore. He does, I swear. One reason I married him, because his sex is so goddamn good. So to my question, what is your favorite lube? I don't like it being too super slippery. I've heard coconut oil is good too, but I'm kind of afraid to try it. What could we do? Should I also talk to my OB about it being too dry? I'm a new listener, but you're so fun to listen to. Thanks, Pam. Well, I, I have one thing to say, first of all. She she said in there, like, um, you know, okay. he's afraid I don't excite. No, oh, your right. level of wetness or dryness has nothing Thank to you. do with how turned on you are. It could be so many things. Where you are in your cycle, what medication you're on, how hydrated or dehydrated you are. So don't think that there's a connection there, because there isn't. Right. I always say, like, there's such a stigma with loops, though, because, you know, guys' feelings get hurt, and she feels bad, and the whole thing, and I'm just like, I want to leave an every nightstand like it should be part of your sexual repertoire but not ky 
No, I would actually recommend silicone lube or coconut oil, either one. You're not yeah. if, they're, if they're using a condom, for whatever reason, even if they're married, you don't want to use an oil-based lube at all. But silicone lube is great and uh, to get the guys involved a little bit more. Let them jack off with it first, because I'll tell you what, silicone lube is absolutely amazing. Wicked actually right. makes one of the most amazing ones. Gun oil is really great. Yeah, Uber. Pure Uber yeah. lube. Uber lube is like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where my new phase. One, right? one thing Pure I would ask for them, is the guy circumcised or not? Because that may make a difference to what's going on with okay, that so Wow. Now on include if your partner's circumcised. <laughs> um, I like System Joe. I like Pure. Um, I like um, yeah. I mean, I would just try the lube, and I would just take yeah, exactly. Tell them that. Tell them that it's not. Yeah, like, and thing and that. yeah. As 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 I know, all of us in this room know thing, like kind of your drugstore lubes like KY. Um, not really the best thing. There there's so many things in there that can irritate you that I would suggest steering clear. And if you don't have access to a sex store or you don't want to order online, as long as you're not using condoms get that extra virgin coconut oil yep. and go to town. It tastes good. I am I like, haven't used it yet as a lube oh. just because I have so many lubes to test all the right. time. But um, I know, I, but I love coconut oil for everything else. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen an article like 100 uses? For yeah, I, we use like, it all the time. Know, like it, everything awesome. from our coffee to whatever. Also, Adam and Eve, I know, carries it and they yeah. distribute everywhere throughout the world. They do, they do. So check out Adam and Eve, use code Emily and get some really good freaking lube and best. And silicone lube got such a bad rap for so long, but it really is great unless you use it with a toy. Like don't use it with your toys always because it can break down the materials but otherwise like yeah it's slippery right. you'll like it, it feels and, good and I, I usually find if I have a good quality silicone lube and a good quality torque granted your mileage may vary and there's no right. guarantees but I oftentimes find as long as I have quality silicone I can use them together okay. like I recommend so spot like- testing it like do a little spot to see um, but knock on wood I've been pretty lucky mixing silicone with silicone yeah I yeah, yeah. I have too. the higher like the should- higher quality silicone is medical grade and it won't counteract right yeah. okay so get you know what spend the money it's worth it it's <laughs> it, a good oh, face yeah. cream like get a good and look. and it's, it's going to your... spend the money because it lasts longer exactly. so you spend more up front and it has 100 uses you can much. use it in your hair to get rid of frizzies right exactly <laughs> right exactly mm-hmm. and runners chafe if, you, if you're thing. a jogger same with my down under comfort do you know it's funny that the that i was talking about earlier in the show the down under comfort cream that i or the cream to powder formula you can use a dry shampoo and um, oh really chafing. yeah oh cool I, I give you guys i've actually used it before as ball powder what? I love ball powder. Yeah. Have I? Have you? Have I? Did I give you guys some? No. Okay. No. We're gonna do that. But after. I, I oh, need good. some, so that's that I'm would be awesome. I'm giving you. Okay, guys. Well, we got. Thank you so much for joining me. So, sunnymegatron.com, and then tell me all your other stuff that you want. Yeah. We've so, sunnymegatron.com, well. sunnymegatron.com, or go to to Showtime and just look up Sunny Megatron. The whole first season is available on demand or on the Showtime Anytime app. Um, you can find me on any social media, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, you know, Facebook. I'm Sunny S U N N Y Megatron, and Ken. Uh, you can find me on all of Sonny's websites. We both write a lot of articles there. You can also just find me on Twitter at Psychic Ken, or it looks like Psy Chicken, P-S-Y Chicken. Right. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Thanks Thank for being here. Thanks working. for having I us. I appreciate it. Yeah. And everyone, um, I love you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, which is all at Sex with Emily. How easy is that? And also, what else do we have to say here? Um, oh, if you guys like the show and you, you know, people always ask me, like, how do we listen? I feel like podcasting is, right now, everyone's kind of getting it, but there's a lot of apps you can download that are really easy. There's the free iTunes app, which is called Podcast, I think, comes along with the iTunes app. There's also Podcast One, um, which is a great app. And if you want to, you like the show, review us on iTunes. That is awesome. We're also always looking for interns. All the stuff, emails, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So thanks everyone for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, so the deal is, oh, Sunny Ken, I'm glad you're here for me because actually this is my final words. Um, I'm gonna talk about the flashlight. 
Have you guys used a flashlight? I, I have yes. like almost the entire series. Okay, good. I've, so, I've tested all of them. <laughs> and the Nina Hartley one is my favorite, by the way. Her texture is just amazing. I'll bet it would be, <laughs> right? That's awesome. Okay, so I always talk about the flashlight and how amazing it is. We talked a lot about male toys on the show, but um, so tell me if you guys use it together, the flashlight, what's your favorite thing about it? Uh, the favorite thing to me is just the consistency of the, uh, and I can't recall if it's TPE or TPR. I know it's one of the two, uh, but it just like it's the texture. It feels absolutely amazing. It is has so many little bumps and like like different textures on the inside that it does things that a human mouth, vagina, or ass can't replicate. And so, if guys, if you want alone time, the flashlight is easy to use it's easy to clean you just unscrew the cap on the bottom and just like clean out the inside of it uh it's great for a quickie uh, you know have one at your <laughs> office stash it in the desk right, exactly the little one the flight like it's yeah it's totally. even great for partnered sex you know whether it's like hey you know just had some dental work done or you know don't want to do <laughs> right like i'm gonna finish my class with my other hand exactly. i'm gonna jack you off or you know i'm gonna work on other parts of you or whatever it is it's it's great and right. i know i interviewed uh a lot of the flashlight girls and I just got fascinated by like how did you pick your texture like it was like Stoya and right. Stone yeah and all those people yeah and so. they're all different I love what you said that it's not something that you can actually experience like it doesn't matter you through a mouth or through a hand or right they're not replicating anatomy they're having very specific textures right. on the inside that and you aren't have replicating everyone I love it are yeah. they all like out displayed I'd love to come to your house yes. sometime and check well yeah we out. have so many sex toys but yeah they're I all know, displayed on the inside like, of my man cave okay good I love it okay so everyone check out flashlight and just get one I mean you've heard me talking about it and um I don't know all everyone I've told you no one's ever been like why'd you make me get this flashlight it sucks I've never heard that except for thank you Emily where's a flashlight been my whole life so check it out go to sexemily.com click